This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. New York's number one, Sports Radio, 101.9 FM, The Fan, WFAN. All right, folks, welcome back. It is a jam-packed. Friday happy hour with J.J. Jansen. Stremski, we are right here on the fan, and it's the final weekend of the regular season in college hoops. We got conference tournaments next week. We got the whole shebang in two weeks, and who better to break it all down than my main man, Coach Steve Lapis, CBS Sports. He will be on the call from Memphis and Houston on Sunday, and that is a biggie. Coach, what's happening, man? How you doing? I'm doing great, John. How's it going? Coach, I'm doing well. And listen, you got a big game there with Memphis and Houston right out of the gate. Is that a sort of game you look at immediately and say, for Memphis to have an at-large chance of making the NCAA tournament, that's a game they need to win? That's a must-win for them. You know, right now, they're on the outside looking in. Um, You know, they don't have any quad one wins. But they're 15-6, and And let me tell you something. You know, I know people are talking this year a lot more about the eye test. And, you know, I'm not a believer in the eye test, to be honest with you, because beauty's in the eyes of the beholder. But when I watch Memphis on tape, I'm saying, man, these guys got talent. So um, it is a big game for them. I think if they were to beat Houston, now it's at Houston on top of it, which makes it even more difficult because Houston's playing. Ever since they lost that game to Wichita State, they've been on a tear themselves. Um Tough game for Memphis, but if they win, all of a sudden they'll find themselves in a lot better spot. Well, Coach, what do you make of Houston? We know they have a ton of talent. We know Coach Sampson has built a little bit of a mini power. Is that a Final Four contender? Is that a national championship contender? Where do you stand on Houston at this point in the year? You know, I I learned a long time ago, John, as you've seen also, that, you know, you get a team like – VCU makes the Final Four. They go from the first four to the Final Four whenever that was, eight, ten years ago. So the point being that once you get into that tournament, anything can happen. No, they cannot win the national title. Could they make a run to a Final Four if they somehow avoid Gonzaga, avoid Baylor, avoid Michigan along the way? Yeah, they definitely could. Would I pick them? No, I won't pick them, but I definitely would say they are a second weekend team. And, you know, once you get to that second weekend, who knows? They are really deep. They are they guard their heads off. They're tremendous defensively, and they're tremendous on the glass. And those are two things that tend to travel. They're a good offensive team, no doubt. But when you defend and rebound like they do, you always have a chance. 
Okay, Coach. I think we're going to be in agreement on this. Gonzaga, Baylor, Michigan. Hands down, three best teams in the country. If we're going to look for a fourth team, if you're going to look for somebody who can push those big boys, who would it be? I would put Illinois right up there, with certainly with Michigan and Baylor right now. I don't know if anybody, John, is in the class of Gonzaga. To me, I mean, they played some, some good games. They beat Virginia pretty good handily. They beat Iowa handily. So they had all those games earlier in the year and haven't played anybody really good since. That being said, to me, Gonzaga is the best team in the country. After that, I'm going to say Illinois, Baylor, Michigan. I think they're all together, to tell you the truth, at that point. But Illinois, coming on strong, uh, two great players. And Dosumo hasn't even played lately. And he'll be back soon, hopefully. Kofi Coburn, seven-footer, is an absolute monster in the paint. Old-fashioned, low-post type center, like Hunter Dickinson is in a lot of ways. Um, I think that Illinois is a team that people should be afraid of because they're going to have, when the Subaru comes back, they're going to have arguably most of the time the two best players on the court on their team. That makes you really dangerous. I'm a man, the former head coach of Villanova, CBS Sports, Steve Lapis. He joins us here on the fan. All right, coach, let's get to your former school. That was tough to watch the other night with Connor Gillespie. Senior on senior night, blows out his MCL, we know he's the heart and soul for Villanova, and it's going to be really, really tough for that team to make a serious run in the Big East tournament and in the NCAA tournament without him. But if they're going to surprise some people now, Coach, what needs to happen? Well, a, a big thing that needs to happen is, is that Brian Antoine, who's been re- basically hurt for two years, that is just starting to get into the rotation again like two games ago, needs to be able to play at a – certain level because the problem for them is that Colin Gillespie was, as you said, the heart and soul of that program and that team. He leadership wise, basketball wise, what he did for them offensively and, and, and who he is emotionally, it is a huge, huge loss. Justin Moore, I think can handle the job. He's a really good player. He's been playing mostly two, but he plays a lot of one for them also because they have a very versatile team. Different guys bring it up. Even Robinson Earl brings it up sometimes, and he's their, he's their biggest guy. So they have, they have guys that can play the spot. The problem is they have absolutely zero depth. They don't even really have a guard on the bench except for Brian Antoine, who's been out almost two years and just came back two games ago and played 15 minutes effectively. So a lot's going to depend on how good Brian Antoine can be. I mean, Justin Moore, this kid now cannot get in foul trouble ever. They basically have two guards. You know, they didn't have a guard coming off the bench. Now they lose Colin Gillespie. They're lucky that Antoine is just starting to come back, but he's not really ready. I think they are in a tough spot. They had two uh, indispensable players. Robinson Earl and Colin Gillespie, and when you lose one of them, man, that's a, that's a, that's going to be a tough one. There's no doubt. They have no depth, and the guard situation is tough. Coach, I had Dan Hurley on the other night after that big win over Seton Hall. I love what they're doing at UConn. That team is tough. They're gritty. I think Booknight's the best player in the Big East, and he's a lottery pick. Coach, am I crazy to say that I think UConn, out of any team right now in the Big East, has the chance maybe to go to deepest in the NCAA tournament? Yeah, I would say for sure. I mean, you know, Villanova was hurting. even wasn't playing great even with Colin Gillespie. You know, they got blown out by Butler the other day. Then they came back, had a nice win at home against Creighton. 
Creighton obviously is really at the moment. I think they have you know so many things going on. I, I don't think there's any doubt that UConn. First of all, those are the only three teams that may make the NCAA tournament out of the Big East this year because obviously Seton Hall's reeling. St. John's, all right, they got a nice win the other night against Providence, but they need to continue to do more. Um, so right now it's only looking like three teams. And UConn, and as you said, James Booknight has had an unbelievable sophomore year. So it's a shame that he, he hurt his elbow and was out for a few games. And that's when, you know, UConn took it on the chin for a couple of games. But I totally agree. This UConn team has shot blockers. They've got athleticism. Uh, they have a guy at the point guard now, R.J. Cole, the transfer from Howard, who's a really, really solid point guard. Yeah, I think that team is definitely has the potential to make a Sweet 16 Elite Eight run. And, Coach, when you have Seton Hall and St. John's playing this weekend, you know, I feel for St. John's. They had that great win over Villanova, but they had the terrible loss to DePaul. They had the bad loss against Butler. That's not going to help their tournament case. And Seton Hall has just completely gone in the tank. Out of those two schools, who do you think's got a better chance of making some noise next week at Madison Square Garden? You know, that's a great question. I, I'm going to say St. John's, and I'm not, I really don't want to take anything away from Seton Hall. I mean, you got a guy as good as uh, Mamu Kelejvili, and he's a tremendous player. I mean, I've enjoyed watching him this year. I think he's, he's fallen off a little bit here at the end of the year. In the beginning of the year, he was on complete fire. And, you know, but Jared Roden and Miles Kale, those guys, you know, they've kind of fallen a little bit. So, and then the injury situation with Bryce Aiken has been tough all year. This kid is a really good player, the transfer from Harvard, and he just sprained his ankle early, and he's just never been able to get it together. I'm going to say St. John's right now. Um, I think, you know, St. John's is a program on the rise. And I'm not saying St. not on the rise. They're there. Yes, and they're going through a rough time right now. I think the, the hunger of St. John's, the fact that it's going to be in the garden, the fact that there's going to be a few fans at least there, um, I think St. John's has a chance to make a run. They're, they're pretty deep. They're getting good play from different. They had they didn't have Posh Alexander the other night, who I feel is not their best player. Julian Champagne is that, but he was probably their most important player. They were able to get an important win when they were getting drilled in the first half. Uh, they got an important win there. So I'm going to say St. John's has a chance. I think the style and in the garden, I think they have a chance to make a run. Coach, I know you had an opportunity to check out my alma mater on Monday, who almost gave me a heart attack in the final couple of minutes against North Carolina, but found a way to win a game when it got out-rebounded by like 20 or 25, shot it insanely well, beat Clemson on Wednesday. Uh, are you buying that Jimmy and the boys can maybe take me on a ride over the next couple of weeks, or am I getting a little ahead of myself? Oh, no, I, I tell you what. I mean, they weren't even in the in the, in the the first four out, let's say, prior to beating North Carolina on Monday. Now, all of a sudden, they beat Carolina at home. They beat Clemson, and Clemson has got a pretty good net score and a pretty good – so, I mean, all of a sudden, Syracuse got a chance. I still think they got to do a little bit more, get in the ACC tournament and, you know, win, win two games. I think they go out of the ACC tournament and win two games, all of a sudden you're going to be talking about the Qs. And, you know, Jim has been there 45 years, <laughs> literally – and, uh, you know, knows what it's like and what needs to be done to make a run. So they got two big wins this week. There's no doubt about it. Coach, you shocked he's still doing this? Uh, I, no. I, I, I said this, how about this? I said this 10 years ago. People started asking about Jim. He's going to retire. So let me tell you something about Jim Bayham. He can do this forever because, as opposed to me, he, didn't, he doesn't sweat the small stuff. I would get upset. 
if if two if our guys went out to warm up and one guy was wearing a different color sneakers, I would get upset. Those things roll off his back. He can care less. So Jim Beheim is very good at just being concerned about the things that are important, and uh, I think that allows him to kind of roll with the punches. Uh, give his assistants big responsibility. Jerry McNamara, Adrian Autry, those guys have been there for a long time. Um, and I think he could go on. I think he can go for another 10 years, no doubt in my mind. Crazy to think about. Coach, you know, I'm thinking about this format this year. So the first two days of the tournament are on Friday and Saturday, which is going to throw off, I think, everybody's equilibrium. But that Thursday night in the bubble, first four, I just have a funny suspicion they're going to want some of these brand-name schools in this first four. I see Duke on the bubble. I see Michigan State on the bubble. I see Syracuse on the bubble. I know they say that stuff doesn't matter, but, Coach, call me a conspiracy theorist. I think we're seeing at least one of those three teams playing in that first four event. I really don't. You know, I, I don't really believe that. You know, I know people look at these matchups sometimes that they come up, oh, they had to set that up. I really think the job of – Seeding and fielding the NCAA tournament for the committee is so hard that you can't really take that into account because you have to take so many other things into account. Now, that being said, what I, be, I mean, it would be something else if you had Michigan State, Duke, North Carolina, and Syracuse in the, or Indiana. Like I mean, that might as well be a regional final or a final four, Coach, in the first yeah, four. Come on now. No doubt, no doubt about it. I mean, so – would that be, yeah, that would be a great way to start the tournament, but I think only if it fits that way. And it's possible because all those teams are on the bubble right now, either just in or just out. So uh, that's, that. put it this way, in other years we couldn't even talk about it because it wouldn't even be a possibility. Duke, Michigan State, North Carolina, they'd be like top four seeds. Now those guys are either first out or first in. So, yeah, it could happen, no doubt about it. Okay, Coach. Give me a Final Four contender that's not getting enough love, that people aren't talking about enough, that you think should be on John G. Stremski's radar. That's a great question. I think, I think Florida State is a team that, for some reason, is not getting talked about much. I think the ACC a little bit down this year. Uh, Leonard Hamilton has those guys really defend. The one thing I'm not crazy about is they play 10, 11 guys, which I don't think is a great thing when you get down to nitty-gritty time. But if you ask me to pick a team that's kind of been functioning under the radar but has the talent to easily make a Final Four, easy, I'd say Florida State is one. Coach, Final One, I appreciate the time. I'm so relieved in many ways that we've gotten through this college season. It's been the weirdest year of our lives. I don't think there's any question. For you personally, though, when you're doing these games and there's nobody there or there's like, 500 people or a thousand people there has that in any way thrown you off or once you put the headset on basketball's basketball you know i gotta be honest with you john i did most of my game i did about six eight seven games on site uh like i've been to st john's i've been to villanova i've been to georgetown i've been to providence places that you didn't have to fly we tried to be on site then i had a lot of other games that i did in the studio because they didn't want to you know, flying, obviously. Uh, I got to be honest with you, the, when I'm on site, once the headset goes on, I don't even think about the fact there's no crowd. So, uh, you know, you kind of get into what you do. I'm into what I do. I love doing it. And uh, once that game starts, I, I, I think the same thing for the players and coaches. 
I think once that game starts, they're not thinking about who's not in the seat. They're thinking about what's going on between those lines. And I think it's the same thing. Same thing for me, and I think it's the same thing for the players. Yeah, before the game, the hype's not there, no doubt about it. I'm sure they feel it. But once that ball gets tossed up, I don't think it's on anybody's mind. The great Steve Lapis, longtime coach Villanova. He's killing it with our buddy Andrew Catalan doing these broadcasts on CBS. You have Memphis and Houston on Sunday. And then Coach Buckle Up, NCAA tournament time. You enjoy. We'll be watching. We'll be listening. And I expect to see you hit a couple of birdies maybe on the golf course this summer, okay? <laughs> hey, I, I'd love to try and get a couple with you. Hey, you'll be hitting the birdies. I may be having a couple cocktails. I think that's the way it's going to end up going, Coach. So I thank you so too, much, though. man. I can do that. I, can do uh, that I know you good. like the sound of that. Coach, we'll be watching, man. Thanks so much for the time, okay? You got it, JJ. Take care. They have it. That's a great Steve Lapis. Great stuff as we get closer and closer to the NCAA tournament. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.